0: I believe science might offer an answer to the curse of the Bambino.
1: Why someone took so long to hire that guy is beyond me. Anybody's not tearing their team down right now and rebuilding it using your model. They're dinosaurs. One of the great things about money is it it buys a lot of things. One of which is the luxury to disregard what baseball likes, doesn't like, what baseball
0: thinks, doesn't (laughs) think. It's a threatening, not just a way of doing business, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. How can you not be romantic about baseball? All right, Brent Porcio here on another Baseball Ops podcast, and uh, really looking forward to the guests we have today. We've, I've known, uh, we have Sang Kim here, I've known Sang for what at this point, probably, I don't know, it feels like a couple of years, Is he maybe a year and a half, I don't know, Sang, but, um. Uh, pretty excited because yeah. you and I have been doing some really innovative things, a lot driven by your new company, which I'm really excited with. A lot of people have uh, been excited about and, and what it the future it really brings for baseball. And I, So I really want to get into the nitty gritty, but um, thanks for being on the show and uh, I'm glad you're here.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Excited so, to be here.
0: So uh, just let everybody know who you are, because a lot of people don't. know who You are maybe tell them where you're from, how how you grew up, and then and then we'll dive in to how all this happened. Sure. Uh, so my name is Sang Kim. I'm the founder and CEO of 4D Motion.
1: Um, <clears throat> live in uh, Northern New Jersey, um, and um, you know my background is I guess you call it a serial entrepreneur. So I've been doing a lot of startups internet startups since the mid 90s and um, You know, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's Been an interesting
0: ride taking me here so talk about I mean, I'm sure you've probably have had more than a lot of than just one company But I, I remember you talking about how you had a lot of success was with your last company Can you talk about what that kind of success was and then how did that lead you into 40 motion? sure <clears throat> so I did a couple
1: of startups before then and, and, and my goal was to really understand the process and try to work in all parts of the company. So I know everything from sales, marketing, product development, even raising money acquisition. Uh, so in 2004, I started a company um, called ripple six. It was a social media technology company. Um, I don't believe the term social media existed in 2004. That's cool. These <laughs> Terms like community back then, uh, may have even been pre Facebook. Um, but it was, it was, it was a great experience. Um, we did well, we had some large, uh, uh, media publishing companies as clients on one end. So like your media companies on the internet and then also the brands, uh, on the other end that would, um, advertise there. And, uh, what we did was we took what was then mostly flat content on a brand side or a publishing side and made it more interactive, like you would experience like social media. So give people identity, let them. Find like-minded people and communicate with each other. Cool. Um, so yeah, and then uh, you know we did very well, and uh, we ended up getting uh, acquired by one of our customers in 2008, um, and then <clears throat> uh, that allowed me to take some time off and do one of the things I really enjoy doing, which is play golf. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I guess I couldn't shut my brain off, and one day after a really bad putting round day. Um, I thought there's gotta be a better way to improve my putting. So I came up with this uh, invention called the putter wheel, uh, which was a good learning experience. It had nothing to do with technology. It was a physical training aid, but it allowed me to learn through a lot of mistakes, costly mistakes, uh, the manufacturing, retail business, Um, and also got me into the golf world. Um, And that went really well. And then a few, about a couple of years later, uh, wanted to attack the whole swing. And the, the future kind of that trend that I saw was really being able to measure body movement. But what I had found was there was nothing in the marketplace that I saw that was truly affordable, simple to use, portable, uh, so that you know, everyone can use it, including you know just a golfer like me. So uh, so this is probably like 2012, 2013, um, set out to start 4D which was create something that could provide the power of 3D information analysis but make it available to everyone. The analogy that I use is uh, it's, it's like before there was the PC, there were mainframes. These things that were the size of a room, cost as much as a house and only available to a few people and then with the PC or the Mac, it just revolutionized everything. So that, that was my goal.
0: No, I think you killed that because, you know, I, yeah. I've been wanting to get into 3D motion for a long time. I got a degree in uh, basic computer animation, but I, I could model in three-dimensional space. I could take motion capture and apply it to the model. We could rig it. So I like, I really, I got good at understanding high-end 3D within like, um, Uh, animation, obviously. Um, and, and so I sought out for uh, something that would help me capture motion specifically with my pictures so I could translate it to biomechanics data. And, you know, I knew this was, this was probably three years ago. The industry is still infant, you know, in its infancy of doing this. But back then, I think there was a lot of startups that I don't think really, they had a good idea. I don't think they had a good product. And I invested in one, probably dropped twenty thousand dollars, and it never worked. <laughs> so <laughs> when you walked up to me, what is it, two ABCAs ago, and you said, "Look at this," and I, <laughs> and it was like, "Wow, that's what I had," but yours actually works. And then you were, and then I was like, "How much?" And then you were like, "Yeah, the tenth, tenth of the cost that you just paid for yours." I was <laughs> like, "Wow, like stop right now, I'm buying your product." <laughs> so I think you, I, I think you. Yeah, I think you've killed that um, and, and you're doing that really well. Now, I mean, is that working for the company? I mean, I think you have a great mission. How's that working for the company?
1: It's, it's working well. Um, you know, I, I think anytime you bring something, you know, fairly dramatically new to the marketplace, it takes some time. You know, it takes some time to people to get to, you know, just hear about it, know it, understand it. Um, but we've been fortunate enough that, you know, we, we had enough funding to, to be patient. Um, it's, it's, you know, our, our mission is to make something really simple, affordable, portable, but it takes a lot of work because at the end of the day, it's fairly complex technology. We're measuring lots of things. There's lots of connections, lots of math and physics behind it. Um, but I'm happy to say it's, it's, it's going really well. Like we started, it, it took four years to develop the product, um, a lot longer than I expected. Uh, we started in golf in January of 2016, um, doing very well in that space, uh, customers around the world, uh, including players and coaches in the top 20. Um, and then uh, baseball, um, uh, we started with, with one team, um, spent about a year working with them to really, uh, we don't want to just push out a half-baked product, but um, so it took our time doing that. Um, And then this year we got we were one of the few tech companies that got invited to the MLB winter meetings which gave us exposure to a lot of MLB teams and uh, Within a few months we're we're approaching 10 MLB teams using our technology today.
0: That's exciting Um, So talk about What you've done in golf because I think this is obviously really obviously done well in golf Talk about why it's done well in golf and do you see that happening in baseball? Sure. So,
1: probably of of most mainstream sports, golf has the biggest history in 3D. You know, there's actually you know over 10 years worth of tour player data. You know, measuring every part of the swing, the kinetics, the biomechanics, all the angles, acceleration, velocity. So, uh, and and also I think a lot of the uh, the coaches have have been educated on, on this. Um, you know, thanks to organizations like TPI and and, and others. Uh, you know. Uh, founders in the industry like Phil Cheatham, um, John Sinclair, Um, so it was very receptive, they understood it, and we were able to bring in, we were able to essentially fill a gap, right? So as you said, really, uh, sometimes a tenth of the price of other products, we can measure every part of the body and the club. Um, So I think that's allowed us to um, go into a receptive market and continue to learn and then uh, uh, thankfully I see other sports like baseball and others that are very receptive to this today. Uh, even, even the last ABCA show, huge difference than a year ago. I think a year ago, most people walked by and had no idea what we were doing. Just walked right by.
0: Well, I hope so. I hope it was cause I was standing next to you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just of, kidding. The Crown
1: Force Alliance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. A lot of people recognize us, or they they were receptive to 3D.
0: So I, I I think it's changing dramatically. Good. So good. So you're confident about baseball, is what you're saying? I am. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, baseball, um,
1: football, uh, hockey. So we, we I, th- I think it's a trend that you know was
0: kind of dormant for a while, and we see it accelerating very quickly. Well, of course. I mean, your your system's very dependent on the the mobile phone. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just impressive where the phone's gone. I mean, the fact that, like with your device, you can you know, easily connect 14 Bluetooth sensors <laughs> talking to that phone. I mean, you couldn't do that five years ago, could you?
1: No, you, you really couldn't. The speeds weren't there. Yeah, the technology wasn't
0: there. Right. So that's why I think your product is going to just explode if the, if the phone, which it should, continues to just become more advanced, don't you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I think mobile is a key aspect for this. Um, if you really want to make something that can work for coaches, instructors, academies out uh, there, I want something that's mobile. They can use it outdoors, everywhere. And having to lug a computer around or set up a network or or wires just doesn't work. So with our system, the sensors, your, your iPhone or iPad, you can, you can use it anywhere. I think that's an important element.
0: All right. So as far as what, like, as far as like with baseball, I know it's still, is it, is baseball as slow to adapt or slower to adapt than golf? As far as you having success in golf and now you're staying with baseball, do you feel like it's adapting slower than golf did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes and no. I think the, the good part about baseball is that you have, you know, all these professional teams, right? Uh, as opposed to just a whole bunch of, um, uh, in the players. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think that's allowed us to get kind of the initial concentration, uh, and work with these top athletes and coaches. So I think that's a great start. Uh, and they're very receptive to it now. And then I, I think in terms of the rest of the market, the, the, the thing that doesn't really quite exist at the level that it did for golf was all of the data and the research. So, you know, we feel like we have a good head start on that. And I think, I think it's very important to not just take the things that we've learned in golf and say, okay, they're both rotary movements, and then, okay, the kinematic sequence in golf looks like that, that's what it should be in baseball. Uh, because I, I think it's very different. You know, it's more, I mean, hitting, you've got a ball that's coming, you know, you have no idea, 85 to 100 miles an hour moving, the timing, so I, I think it's important to, uh, to kind of learn, do the research, but continue to develop solutions for baseball and don't just apply golf theories and, to it.
0: And I think that's what you've done great. And I think that's what's helped your product adapt um, to baseball better than most products that have come, say, from the golf side. Um, I, I, I mean, and you've done, I mean, you've, you've, you've spent a lot of money. There's been a heavy expense for you to adapt to, to these sports like baseball from golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't you see the products that probably don't survive as well that are trying to transition from golf are the ones that really aren't adapting like you're saying to the sport? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think if you if you try to shortcut it, you're going to get burned sooner or later. Um, I mean, there's you know lots of smart people and in organizations, including yourself, that really do the research and are going to test everything, and, and that's why you know at 4D, uh, in addition to all the great technologists, we find. You know, we have an advisory board of subject matter experts, professors, Uh, you know, some of our professors have their own million dollar labs. So we're constantly looking to work with them and say, "Okay, here are some of the theories. Uh, Let's test it. And and it's great to have those resources because not only do you have all that expertise and and the labs, but you have Ph.D. students and then we have players and data now. So I think over the next year, there'll be some pretty interesting things that, you know, that we discover and and it's happened in golf like when they really started applying some rigor to the research a lot of if not most of the previously known concepts were proven false you know scientifically through data
0: that's what's really exciting about uh the 40 product 40 motion product is it's easy to put on uh, and we'll go through all that and it's but once you get it on, it's just it's a, it's a massive amount of information that can come at you, which I know is overwhelming, but we can we can simplify it as much as we can make it advanced. Mm-hmm. But it's just so cool putting that on you for a cheap price and literally being able to act out all the research that, that is already out there, like how hip to shoulder separation reduces, you know, or or can exponentially increase speed at the end of the chain, and so you, when you do it, and your device actually shows that your hip to shoulder separation is getting better, and then your radar gun showing you you're throwing harder, it's yeah. just an exciting thing because now we're not guessing anymore. We're in a lab environment in our backyard, if we want to be, and we're getting advanced coaching, and we don't even have a coach. I mean, don't you think this yeah. is the future? I, I do. As a matter of fact, I.
1: Uh, one of the great things uh, and fun things about this is uh, when we go into a new vertical or sport um, and people start hearing about us, um, I get contacted by lots of interesting people. Um, so recently, uh, uh, I got in touch from a former you know, Major League Baseball player you I know, had a 10-year career and he's just... Absolutely loves it. And he, and he was like saying, if I had your product when I was playing, it would have saved me so much time and guessing. Um, so, you know, really, the, the, as you said, the ability to kind of what you're actually doing, and especially things like kinematic sequence as opposed to positions are, you know, even a, with a high speed camera, you just can't detect it. Um, but the 3D will show you clearly. Um, it's, 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 it's the future, you know, uh, I, I hope we're the leaders, you know, but I will tell you, uh, uh, whether it's
0: us or somebody else, this is the future. It's yeah, going to get faster, I mean, better, cheaper. Once we were talking about last ABCA, I was like, once AI gets into your software, it's over.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's actually, um, that's, that's a big area for us because with AI, you can actually
0: use cheaper hardware, and by better results wow yeah yeah. we saw it i mean i and i'm so excited (laughs) i know i know you have the brain to do it but i cannot wait till that happens yeah absolutely but in the meantime let's talk about how simple this is all right let's do a good 10 minutes of how simple 40 motion is right here we go so putting it on and you don't need like me to have 12 sensors i think sam you kind of i was saying, sorry, you kind of get annoyed when, when people want to be like, hey, we want to do like Brent and put 12 sensors on you. That's not really that necessary, is it, right? No, it's it's not. And and you can certainly do it and the system supports it.
1: But, um, you know, I, uh, I would say for most people, it's better to walk before you run. Yeah. Uh, so if you have the expertise and you have the time, like you, you can spend hours with a single pro player and you have the expertise. So by all means, do the twelve. But it, it's, to me, it's it's like driving a car or or flying a plane. Like you, you, you have to kind of learn how to do it. But after a while, you, it's pretty simple. It's, you do it subconsciously. It just it just it just goes. So let's start. Um, so let's, and,
0: go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say let's stay simple. Can we start with two yeah. sensors? That's a good place, right? Yeah, I think I actually yeah
1: I actually recommend to a lot of people just start with two sensors because with two sensors you can get sequence. Um, you can get angles, you can get the joint movements on three axis. And the one thing that's, I, I think, fairly unique about our system is our sensors aren't mapped to a particular body part. So you're not buying a hip chest system and you're locked to that. You buy a two sensor system, hip chest, work on your angle sequence separation. You get that down, go up the chain. Then take the same two sensors and do chest arm, right? Again, the adduction, the sequence, timing and then arm, bat. So you can work the whole chain, you can work the lower body, and then once you get that, if you need more, okay, you know, go up to four sensors, go up to six sensors. But you can start very simple and very cost effective. And you have those upgrade options which are
0: pretty easy to upgrade, right?
1: Yeah, and, and and we've intentionally, like sometimes, you know, pricing is set up to get people to buy more, like it's cheaper to buy 12 off the bat. Uh, with our system, um, as you go up, it would be the same price. You know, if you end up at 12 sensors, you'll have paid the same price as somebody who bought 12 right off the bat, right? Because we, we want people to have a good experience with it, we don't want them to just,
0: you know, open up their wallets and buy 12. And- all right, so we're on two sensors, all right? So I'm going to do a setup for two sensors now. I buy the two sensors, and, and where do they go again? They go 4 40 4 Yep. Okay, we get the two sensors. Um, and really affordable. I don't, you don't have to nail a price because prices always change, but it's, it's in a really affordable range, extremely affordable range. Then we download the app, and, and yep. in the app store, it's 4D Motion Sport, right?
1: Yeah, you just you just search for 4, the letter D, space, Motion, and you'll
0: find us. You just download the app. Okay, and then you get into the app, and then and tell them there's three options with the app. Or what are the options when they go to open the app as far as logging in?
1: Yeah, just just make sure if you're uh, if you're a person that's bought the sensors, just click on the the button that says I have sensors. Uh, you just follow the uh, registration form. We'll send you a license code, and um, you know we have training videos on how to do everything from open up the
0: packages, set it up. So right. you know you'll get guided all along the way and I'm saying it now but I've said it for a while. I'm st- my goal still is to build my own tutorials as well because I want to make it specific to pitchers. And that's the coolest thing is you 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 have guys that can do it specific for hitting and you can have guys that do it specific for all your other sports as well. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to, that I can give you my own interpretation of all this data which which makes it really cool. Yeah. So so they get in they get the app going and you hook the sensors up and it's really easy. You take the sensors and you go through a cali- calibration Phase where you basically and, and it prompts you through everything. You do a little spin because why is it important to spin the sensors? Isn't there like is it gyroscopes? You have to like warm them up or something?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually to uh, set the compasses up. So every place you go to, the magnetic field could be a little bit different. Uh, technically, you have to do it every time, but you know, I want people to get the most accurate measurements possible. So it takes about one minute to do. So you just do that at the beginning of the day, and you're good.
0: Yeah. So once you get that calibration set, you know, you're going to get some good data and it's really quick. Like you said, it's a few minutes, if anything. And, and then you go into yourself. So you, you select your profile and you now have to calibrate it to where you're going to put them. And there's all these presets. So for example, if I think a real simple thing and a real value to this unit for all my pitchers listening would be, let's look at hip and shoulder information. So we can put it, on, uh, it'll, and it'll prompt you to do this. So let's pick like uh, a two-sensor setup for hip and trunk. Can we even do that, Saying I'm probably jumping ahead. Can we do that? We can yeah, totally absolutely. do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best place to start. Right. So let's go hip and trunk. So we're going to hook, and it's typically, in that two-sensor setup, it's going to be on the right or left hip, right? It's not mm-hmm. going to be in the middle?
1: Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter, but uh, I, I keep it away from the middle
0: to stay away from the belt buckle, but yeah. Okay, so say if I'm a righty, I'm going to go right hip, I want to see how my dominant hip's moving. That's just me personally. Yeah. Yep. And then I, I like to go front of the chest. You you, yep. you like to go back of the chest. I don't know why. Every time I do it, I just like the data on the front of the chest. It's you know for the for the pitching motion. It's 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 fine. Okay.
1: It's I like it on the back if there's a lot of flexion and and the belly could interfere.
0: That's why I like it on the back. But yeah, it's for pitching motion. It's total preference. Cool. So yeah, we're looking at. I'm looking at it for pitching with this setup. So, and then we. We get it on and we have to do a pose. So it's uh, like an anatomical pose or, or I, li- I like the ski pose because specifically when you do the arm, when you get into the arm, I think the ski pose works better because we throw in flexion. So it's nice to actually pose it in flexion, Don't you think when you do the arm, when you have it on the arm, you need to do a ski? Uh, I, I think it's a preference. Uh, one of the things that the ski is
1: better for is, is if you're specifically working on the wrist angles since it's easier to see
0: your hands to make sure you've got the right pose, but as long as you do the movement properly, it doesn't matter. So obviously if you're hip and trunk, you don't have to do a ski because it's nothing on your arms. So we, we, we hold a position and it'll tell you how to hold it and you let it calibrate. And that's just the system identifying the distances or where the orientation is of the sensors on the body, right?
1: Yeah, it's establishing the reference position and you literally have to hold that position for about two seconds and you're good to
0: go. Cool. So at this point, guys, we're already like in a high-tech lab. Our body is ready to capture uh, 3D motion like in a lab, correct? Yeah, and for a two-sensor system, everything we've described, you're probably about two to three minutes in. That's it. Exactly. Okay. So, sure. what I'm gonna do is, and you can do this different ways. I do like, and I might talk about this first, you can do a real-time capture. So basically mm-hmm. you kick it on and it's showing you live feedback of where your hips are and how your trunks moving. And if exactly. you do but that feature, it's it, we can set it up for hip to shoulder separation. We can look at that graph or that metric that's showing us the delta between your hip and shoulder, correct? Yeah, yeah, so we we call that, you know, the
1: real-time biofeedback mode. So not only will you see the avatar, you'll see the rotations of your hip and trunk and also the separation of your hip and trunk. You can also set goals. So let's say you've got a, you know, you know, you're only getting 15 degrees of separation and we want to get 40 and you want to get 40, you can actually program the system to say, when you hit 40, the system makes a noise. So it's very hard to feel that because sometimes you're moving both of them. You feel like, oh, I've rotated my chest 40 degrees. Well, you've also rotated your pelvis 20 degrees, so your separation's only 20. This way you're sure that when that system beeps, you've actually created 40 degrees of separation and you develop a feel for that, right? So that's really important. Is you It's know, called it proprioception, right? So helping a person developing a feel for what 40 degrees feels
0: like. Right. So that's an actual you're getting live feedback in a drill or in a training session. And it's and it's it's showing that this is we're telling you the first way to use this device you can use it as a follow-up analysis. So this is this is actually using it for live feedback, which is really really powerful. So now it's becoming a training aid as much as an analysis tool, which technically is a training aid, but this is actually an aid Uh, Aiding you at like a coach giving you feedback in session Absolutely
1: And and, you know the the other thing I should probably mention is uh, In that live mode You can also see if you're If you have symmetric movement right Because maybe in one direction You can easily reach you know 40 degrees separation But in the other one you can't And you know in general most You know uh, PT people Biomechanics will say
0: You want symmetry uh, between the joints Um, For health Yeah, for health. Exactly. (laughs) So a cool experiment for my pitchers would be let's get it to that point. It's going to hold it's going to hold your highest uh, range you hit. It's going to beep if you hit your goal. So let's sit there and start throwing, you know, get warm first. Let's start throwing. And if you want, put a radar on and and see as you increase your separation, that hip and shoulder delta, as that range gets bigger, with making sure you're keeping the same speeds through your movement. If you're slowing down, it might not work. But if you're keeping the same speed through your movement and that delta is increasing, your velocity should be cre- increasing on the gun. So I think that's Absolutely. a great little f- device that you can actually sit there and watch physics change your velocity, which kids love. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was
1: actually with uh, uh, a professional player who – uh, is off the charts and control but the speed wasn't quite there and we measured him and It was very little hip shoulder separation sequence was a little bit off and I, I think what was great was uh, You know and I'm not a pitching expert and I wasn't gonna touch the mechanics I said what if we just go for a little bit more separation really more driving of the hips um, and we did it and we measured it and got more separation, exit velocity was faster, but the best part was we didn't really feel, he didn't feel like we touched any of his mechanics. So he didn't feel like he was losing any of his control, which of course we didn't want to do. So I, I thought it was a great example. But, but at
0: the end of the day, just teaching him to do that was very out of the box, but I, I'm excited because like I said, we're able now to be, get into a lab with this device and take advantage of a lot of this lab, these lab conclusion or i wouldn't say conclusions, this these this data from from these medical journals that are saying hey we've found that when on the averages when they increase hip to shoulder separation it increases velocity and it reduces stress to the arm so it's it's cool to actually test those theories on yourself if you know the science because this allows you to kind of have that lab experience and see those results because you're you're measuring it yeah uh, absolutely i mean in, in golf you know nobody even debates that <laughs> baseball debate. <laughs> so, so this is cool. So now that's so that's a great we just gave you a great drill. Uh, that uh, revolutionary. I mean, no no one's doing something and pitching that advanced and it's not hard to do. Anyone, any kid listening to this, any dad, anyone you don't have to have a big understanding. That's a simple process just to do something simple as increasing your hip to shoulder separation and you're going to see a tremendous benefit from it in your performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next phase would be, and this is not hard, is then when you go do another capture, we're not going to do it as a live capture. We're going to do it just as a recorded capture, and we typically pick how much time are we going to record. I typically do a four seconds. That's usually enough. And we set that up, and it's going to give you a little countdown to prepare you for when the clock starts. And once that clock starts, it's going to record your movement. Now, once we record your movement and it downloads... To the to the app, because it's downloading all the data from the chips, the Bluetooth chips, to your app. It's now going to be in a an environment where we can open up graphs and we can see the movements in different ways. We can spin it around and see three dimensions around the avatar, and we can get into these graphs. And I think two graphs. Now I'm I, I'd say uh, what three months ago I'd be saying one graph, but I'm really excited about the new graph, the the linear kinematic sequencing. And 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 I'm sure you might be correct me. I might be interpreting some of it wrong, but I'm. St- I got so excited, I already took off with it, and then the <laughs> uh, and the angular uh, kinematic sequencing. So is that correct to say we have an angular kinematic sequencing and we have a linear kinematic sequencing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and um, I think you're right to get excited
0: about it because they're they're both very important. They give you different information. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that saying now I'm I'm gonna get geeky on you? Isn't it so cool to see those together? That is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Like and, and as you said. Looking at the details. So, you know, they're, they're both going to be, for example, hip to chest, but maybe you want, you want, you know, one to start before the other, looking at the rates and and in this capture mode, we get to set the frequency very high and allow you to really do a deep dive in, in the movement.
0: Yep. And you know what? So far, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a big sample size saying right now, but the kids that are throwing harder and the ones that I've done it with, they're trunk speeds and their linear sequencing are considerably higher than the ones not throwing harder because I mean the data showed that forward trunk speed had such yeah. a high correlation I'm starting to see it yeah,
1: absolutely I mean the um, you know I, I wouldn't say we have proof today but you know the the, the hips are gonna drive but a, a, a trunk is gonna most highly correlate with the exit velocity on a swing or a pitch.
0: Yeah, and that's the big difference between pitching and hitting. You know, I think you just recently put this in. Uh, wasn't it kind of from me saying, "Hey, we need more linear data yeah. for pitchers." Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was the brand feature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. But uh, but the point is, is like because you, you didn't really need to see it. The angular, which is the rotational sequencing, was was really everything you needed for hitters. Right now this is really helps the pitchers understand what's going on because pitchers rely so much on that forward trunk movement yeah no absolutely and and
1: i think you know not to toot our own horn but i I think that's one of the things that we try to do as a company is when we when we go into new space you know listen to the experts out there they tell us what they need and we try to turn around as quickly as possible you do
0: man Uh, i've been blown away by it i don't think any company does that and and i think you know, you got me on that. Like, I never forget. Once again, going back when we first met, and you showed me this, and then I started saying, like, a million miles an hour. Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we? Do this? Can we do this? <laughs> and you were like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so that 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 is that is an interesting one
1: because we've
0: never nobody's asked ever asked for that in golf.
1: But it's a different movement. It's very well, rotary. I don't see
0: it being valuable in golf. Linear. You know. Yeah. I, but in pitching, it's it's just incredibly valuable. So I, to be honest, I think you're the most advanced in market pitching. I mean, also I'm not eliminating from its all its other industries or markets, but for pitching, I believe you're the most advanced technology to recording 3D motion and, and, and you know gaining data that is so insightful to what is actually happening. Wouldn't yeah, you say I you're the best at it at this point? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd say that. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Yeah. But we, you know, we, we're, we, 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 invest a lot. We, uh, we're starting a research project with our, with our chief science advisor. Uh, and he's got a whole team of PhD students that are working on this. we we'll to be collecting data. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of good crossover effect too. Um, just recently, uh, we have a partner who's, um, trained this one organization. They train nine starting NFL quarterbacks and we're collecting data on how they move.
0: Now That's it's not going to be
1: exactly That's the same, but you know, there's I think there's always some good things that we can learn from other sports. Uh, so it's going to be exciting working with them because they have real deep expertise in biomechanics as well. And then the ability to to collect data on how, you know, these phenomenal athletes throw the ball 60 yards, it's it's
0: going to be great. It is. It's it's really exciting. I mean, at the end of the day, when you've read as much medical journals on pitching as I have, you're just trying to like see it for yourself because i feel like a lot of the data that's already out there really does a great job of defining what's going on so i don't feel like there's many secrets left but it's just great to see it every day like to see it in your own delivery or see it in people that you maybe idolize and you watch to really understand their delivery better it's just cool to actually see more of it you know yeah and and it it, um it impacts the athletes, too, because not
1: only we don't just present this screen of, of graphs and numbers, we, we actually show the avatar. And I don't know how many times I've had coaches tell me, hey, I kind of knew what they they were doing, what they need to fix, but they just weren't getting it. But then once we measure it and then I show it to the athlete and you show them the avatar and you show them the data, then they, they really start to yeah. it, it hit
0: something. And I think that's the problem with baseball. I think when golf sees the graphs, they will go, wow. I wanna learn. I feel Mm -hmm. like when baseball sees the graphs, people will go, oh, that's too much. You know, so Mm -hmm. I think baseball really needs to be more open-minded about what's going on because this is the future. It's just gonna be, you're gonna see it more. Take the time, like these pros do, because they need an edge. Take the time to sit down and learn it. Like we're saying, it's not that hard to get started. It is overwhelming because what it can do But it's not hard to get started. Just you need a little simple step, and it'll get you in the right direction. And then you're going to be blown away by what you're going to learn. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, You know, in in golf, the big thing for for a coach or instructor is uh, learning, education, certification. Uh, As a matter of fact, if you're uh, a PGA golf instructor, um, they have minimums of, of, of education credits that you have to take every year. Uh, to to maintain your good standing, uh, and we actually have courses in in golf. So, like for example, we have a, a very detailed course on truly understanding all the aspects of the kinematic sequence. And once somebody completes that, they get four SR credits, which is a big chunk of what they need to do. So, uh, we're actually uh, starting to develop those for baseball as well. So that uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, I, I think it's important for them to learn. It, it may be a little bit overwhelming, but I think with a little bit of effort, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, you know, it's, it's stuff that uses a lot of fancy words to, you know,
0: probably, um, talk about what you intuitively know anyway. So exactly right. I think you're just like, when I sit down with a lot of coaches that don't understand or have the advanced terminology Mm -hmm. and they start talking about. You know, and these are coaches that have been around the game. They're talking, we're talking about the same thing. They just don't understand, they don't have the terminology, which in a way does help them advance their understanding. But we we still are kind of talking about the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. So when you have, I'm going to jump back to them. So once you get the the data recorded to your phone, Mm -hmm. um, and now you can go to your graphs. Like I said, there's so many of them, but the coolest graphs for me right now are kinematic sequence angular kinematic sequencing linear kinematic sequence i like to put them next to each other and what i find is with the angular sequencing um i think you're going to easily see more of a separation between on the linear sequencing between the hip and trunk but on the angular sequencing it's harder to see that and i think the angular sequencing is important important to understand how the segments are triggering up your body you obviously want like a a domino effect you want the you know the lower half to go before the upper half and it creates that kinetic chain what we call that that you know kind of whip effect so that's what we're looking for with the angular sequencing we want to find the hip it's usually the red one the the Mm -hmm. green and i like to see the green and blue which is typically the the glove side and the trunk and then i want to see the yellow which is the the forearm of the throwing arm i usually i believe i want to see those kind of going off one after the other and building on top of each other so i want to see the hips go at say i don't know you know 900 degrees per second i want to see that the trunk and arm go at i don't know 1200 degrees per second and then exponentially greater is going to be the arm and and the more we can get that separation that means the better we're transferring energy up the chain correct would you say yeah
1: yeah, and, and that's the best part. Like like, I like to actually sometimes do the uh, the torso rotation graph, which shows the separation and the kinematic sequence, and then show the player, okay, on the second one, when we increased your separation by 20 degrees, look what happened to your kinematic sequence. All of a sudden, the angular velocity starts shooting up. And so when they see that correlation, they're like, okay, this is working. Let me keep working at it.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I have guys throwing 94 with no se- no separation in that sequencing, but it's a lot of why their velocity has been inconsistent, their control is not there. Really getting them to clean up the sequencing and get that separation between those segments, it really creates efficiencies. So I would say it's what it's really creating is efficiency. It, It, yes, it, it will help velocity, but you can throw hard without it. It just creates efficiency to throw more consistently at a higher velocity to throw with less stress at a higher velocity, to throw more precise at a higher velocity, would you say? Yeah, not absolutely. Uh, there, there's a great
1: article um, uh, by Dr. Phil Cheatham um, on the kinematic sequence, and and that's a term he uses. Because you can you can have incredible athletes that can do incredible things, but if you take a given person with a certain amount of strength, athleticism, and flexibility, if they sequence everything properly, they can consistently achieve that without killing themselves and yeah. hurting themselves. So it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's all. Like, I always
0: tell you, it's like having it, it's like having a car with more horsepower than it really needs because it didn't have a good, you know, suspension or, you know, the, the wheel diameters to the horsepower was off, whatever. Like it, it, it didn't efficiently transfer that. So you just overpowered it. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of athletes built like that. Yeah. So we're just trying to help them become more efficient and get more use, better use of their energy. Yeah, it's like, you know, better
1: fine tuning of the transmission, you know, have things go in the right order,
0: same horsepower, better result. And be careful when – this is for those listening to this – be careful when doing your own tests that you jump to conclusions just from one guy or one session. You really need to understand the power of a sample size. When you start laying it out, you do need a good sample size, which is probably around 30 at least, um, different people to really see what's happening. So be careful jumping to conclusions because you'll put your foot in your mouth a lot, (laughs) wouldn't you say? Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I mean even – I would say that applies in two ways. Like uh, we we added a new feature um, in 4D, which was the metrics, so that you didn't have to go into each graph and pull all the keys for you. But I always recommend, hey, when you see something that looks unusual in the metrics, take a take a second look at the graphs because you know some it might say the sequence was off, but the graphs will tell you in detail. Uh, you know, were we talking about a few milliseconds here? Are we talking about something grossly wrong? So um, so I think one thing is make sure you look deeply, but also look at a complete picture. You know, like s- certain people can be effective or, you
0: know, have some unusual quirks. So look at look at all the data before you start changing things. And that's the coolest part is you have so much op- different ways to look at the data with, with this device, with this tool. Um, kin- linear kinematic sequencing, just got it. So I'm learning from it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I am seeing these... Uh, Speeds, trunk speeds of high velocity pitchers, insanely high. Like I had a guy who throws very fast, and he's 155 pounds. He was throwing like 91 for oh. 155 pounds is pretty good. And when you're five, you know, eight, and his trunk speeds, and we're in meters per second, correct with the trunk speeds. Yeah, it was yes. eight, like 0.2 meters per second, which is like oh. insane. Uh, everyone else I put on it was the highest was like four. But those guys were bigger and didn't throw as hard. So, I mean, of course, you do have to correlate the speeds to the size of the athlete. You know, we can all say, oh, I know what 90 is because you're understanding that correlates to a five-ounce ball. But when we're looking at the trunk speed, and this trunk weighs 100 pounds more than the other one – if they're moving at the same speed, that 100-pound more trunk is throwing a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot more force. <laughs> right. So, so that's the thing you got to pay attention when you get into the body segments and look at their speeds. But it's cool to see that with the, uh, the linear kinematic sequencing. We obviously want a separation, but I think it's it's just with that measurement, it's going to be easy to see a separation. I do like to see and I don't know if you've seen this uh, saying is in the angular sequencing, I'll see – a slight separation between hip and trunk. And then the linear sequencing, I'll see a negative separation. So it's moving linear, peaking before mm. the hips do, but angular, it's rotating after. It's wild. And and that's where I need more time to really understand maybe get a bigger sample size and maybe get some answers out of it.
1: Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, um and between your results and uh, some of the other uh, relationships that we have and, and just putting all of you guys together. It would be great to you know, come up with some firm conclusions and present it to the audience, yeah.
0: All right, so I think we'll use this part real quick. Talk about, I mean, there's many more graphs. I don't think, we don't have time to go into all the graphs and everything, but you were telling me, and I haven't gotten into it, t- talk a little bit about the foot information you said you put in.
1: Yeah, so um, as, as we started working with, with the the baseball coaches and teams. Uh, one of the things that we heard a lot was, from a timing perspective, they want to know when foot strike happens. So we're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's it's a, it's a key part of that sequence. And uh, I, I I I think one of the important things, especially when we can get, you know, us and other systems can give you so much body data. If you don't know where they are in the motion, by reference to where the bat is, where the arm is, or what the foot strike is, you know, how do you judge that that data? So this seemed really important to us. So we worked and we put it in there. It's in. It's it's not available to everyone yet. It's available to you and if you are of our other advisors, but literally all we do is we put one extra sensor on the lead foot and we use this sensor data to give you a, a time on the, the time slot of when foot strike happens. So you can pinpoint, okay, at this point, the trunk's doing this, the arm's doing this, the hips are doing this, and we know that's when the foot plant happens.
0: Okay, I need that. So you're telling me that I have to have a separate yeah. sensor. So when I go to pre- pick my preset, is it like, you know, use shoulders? Is it is it one of those presets? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I gave you the code. You probably haven't put it no, in no, yet. No, no, I did. No, I put it in. I put it in. I just didn't talk to you on how to use it. So I'm, I'm excited now. Yeah. You'll see an extra option. It'll just say foot strike. And if you're
1: doing, let's say, a uh, uh, four sensor pitching configuration, it'll turn to five and you put that extra sensor on the foot, and you're good to go.
0: And that's the coolest thing, man. I mean, the amount of stuff this thing does, like, I don't think people really understand. It is is—it is a lab, like a full-blown biomechanics lab in this app for a ridiculously low price. <laughs> yeah, we
1: we, we have, uh, you know, when I was at the PGA show earlier this year, I had this customer who came over from Spain, and he's like saying, you gotta look at this, and I'm like, what? So he teaches gymnasts. So he had like, I don't know, 10 or 12 sensors on them and he's showing me, in, you know, in 3D motion, people doing floor exercises, rings, pommel horse, flips. That's so cool. And it was, yeah, it was awesome,
0: yeah. So what's what's your mission to, to really continue here? Like, what's your um, hopes for the future with it? Like. Where, where are we going? Because I, at this point, I'm looking at you like, we're, you know, you're leading the industry here. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: So so I, I think for 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 baseball, what we want to do is we want to, um, I guess, in parallel, continue to do the high end research because we get you know, we get asked a lot like, OK, um, I see this information. What does it mean? What's good? What's bad? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to answer those questions lightly unless we have proven research. So we're going to continue on that front. And then we're also working a lot on just increasing the, 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 the quickness and the flow of the system. You know, we know that baseball and like golf, you know, golf's one-on-one, baseball, sometimes you're teaching, you know, you've got a team of people. So speeding everything up, that's a big, uh, uh, actually, we might have something really exciting to announce in a few weeks on that front. We've been doing some R&D work there. Um, and I think the last part is uh, just more education. So whether it's directly from us or from our advisors, we, you know, we want to have more of our partners and customers putting out more content so that the customers get better use of the system.
0: Yeah, that's all I think that's perfect. That's all exciting. Um, so for them to, to learn more is 40 motionsportscom yep. Yep,
1: 4DMotionSports.com. We have some information there. We have some videos. They'll show you how the system works. And then also, uh, if they want to have a phone call or a conversation with us, they could just shoot us an email to info, I-N-F-O, at
0: 4DMotionSports.com, and we'd be happy to talk. And this is for everybody. This is for young, old players, experienced beginners, parents, for their kids, for coaches. I think every academy should have this. I mean, it shouldn't even just be in the academies. Every kid should have this, um, for everything. I mean, we can, you can use it for the hitting data. You can use it for pitching, throwing, sprinting. I mean, whatever you want, whatever you want to understand better and get better at it's there. Um, if you need help interpreting that data, that's why someone like me is here, but I think this should be in everyone's hands. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, no, thank you. And,
1: um, uh, and one thing I want to point out is, is for your players out there, uh, we actually make it even more affordable for players. Uh, the key difference is that uh, the coach version uh, is a little bit more powerful but data-intensive, which may not necessarily be important for the player. Uh, and also it's it's uh, one profile versus a coach who needs multiple profiles for his players. So uh, just using that, we, can, we make
0: it very affordable. I mean, we're talking just hundreds of dollars for the player. And, and as much as this kind of tutorial we had in here on how to use the two sensors to get the hip to shoulder separation feedback and even go into the analysis I'm gonna I'm planning to do a little tutorial on that to to offer to guys so don't let that stop you from getting it but just know that in the future if you're listening to this you'll be able to get into my classes and learn how I use it Um, and and once again Sang is gonna have a, a plethora of tutorials and educators doing the same thing absolutely All right, man. So any any last words? Anything I missed? Anything you want to put out there?
1: No, I I think that was very comprehensive, Uh, Brent. I just, uh, yeah, thank you for having me
0: on the show. Awesome. Thank you, man. So excited. I'm sure we'll keep doing this because more stuff will (laughs) come. Absolutely.